Is weight loss just about low carb and fasting? So in the next three to five minutes, I'm gonna be talking about fasting and low carb, which um, are really popular at the moment and, and actually are good tools to be used for weight loss. So if you are using something like that and getting good results from it, then it's no wonder they abide by the law of thermodynamics, which is calories in, calories out, and they offer a way to cut calories without necessarily having to track calories, which we know is quite laborious and boring at times, albeit quite educational on another note from that. So let's go into it first. What do I mean by low carb? We need to define things. Whenever I talk or lecture or say Oxford Brooks or anything like that in a more formal setting, I always go on about definitions because unless you define something, we could be talking about two different things. Your low carb and my low carb could be totally different. So let's define what low carb means. Well, low carb actually just generally means lower than like your standard Western diet. So low carb in a lot of research studies is actually only about around 30 to 40% of your diet coming from carbohydrates, which is probably higher than you probably think. That's 30% of your day coming from carbs, which when you think about what we, what most people think of a low carb diet, like, oh my God, I can't eat, I can't even smell bread anymore. Um, so a lot of the research is actually coming from out of there. So if you, if you see something that's like low carb diets better, you sometimes got to look in on how low did they go? How low did they go on these? So it's important to consider that. Now with fasting, now the most popular one you hear is the 16-8. So you fast for 16 hours, eat for eight hours. The reason this works for a lot of people is because if you think about it, this takes out a chunk of your day where now you don't have to think about food. You've committed, you've made a rule, I don't eat in these hours. Now this is great because you're less likely to overeat and essentially more likely to create a calorie deficit, which is great, right? So you're more likely to create that calorie deficit which results in the fat loss. Um, it also may help with hunger. It might help people get more at one with hunger because you go through periods of day where maybe you feel your stomach rumbling a little bit, but you're like, I'm just sticking to this rule because this is what I do. Now for some people though, this can backfire because if you have any kind of binge eating tendencies or anything like that, it can exacerbate that relationship with food. Now I say exacerbate, it doesn't necessarily cause, and that's an important one to distinguish because you can, it's very easy just to bash one thing, like calorie counting is a way, of, a great way of measuring um, how much you're eating and actually getting some good answers in terms of helping a nutritionist or anyone, someone like myself, really look at, okay, what are you actually putting in right now, even for a few days? And to say that, you know, you hear some things online, you shouldn't calorie count because it should cause an eating disorder. It doesn't, act, the research doesn't actually show that. It shows that basically if you've got an eating disorder and then you calorie count, it can exacerbate that. And it's very similar with fasting. Like it doesn't cause the binge eating or anything. If you've got binge eating tendencies, it may exacerbate that. And it's important, I wanted to define them first and foremost. So given this, given that low carbon fasting do work, but why don't they work? On occasions, people just struggle to stick with them. Maybe they're too rigid around their social life, psychosocial benefits, I can't eat during this time, ah, oh, it's a family event, da da da. Now, this is where we need perhaps a more flexible approach because as you can see here, although you look at the low carb model and they talk about insulin a lot, insulin is a, is a fat storage hormone uh, or a storage hormone if you like, and this does play a role, like this does play a role in, in weight gain, etc. And you can assume that it's just insulin. Now insulin plays a role, um, keeping 
insulin low is an idea where you keep carbohydrates low, so you've got less of a storage hormone around. However, one of the caveats to this is that if you look at something like whey protein, uh, so whey protein, for example, is insulinogenic, insulinogenic, which means that it actually has an insulin response, but it doesn't really give you any loads of sugar because it's just fast digesting protein. So your sugar levels don't really rise, but you get an insulinogenic effect, which actually potentially helps lower your blood sugar levels more. So there are a lot of caveats to this. Now, if it was as simple as that, in, in terms of this helps with cravings, hunger, and all those things, you could argue that we'd be able to stick to a low carb diet forever. We'd be able to fast forever because we're keeping insulin levels low. This helps our cravings. This helps our hunger. Say, say that you hear stuff like this. Um, you would argue then that why can't we stick to it forever? Well, it's because there's something else going on, right? It's not as simple as just what we eat, although that's important, but it's where we are, our environment as well. So we've also got to consider how our dopamine works. So we get high from certain foods. That's why we crave processed foods still, even though we're eating a certain way, maybe lower carb protein, we're feeling fuller, but yet there's still room for that. What are we actually crave? Well, that maybe there's a dopamine issue there. And then you can argue, okay, how can we create an environment so we're getting dopamine from other places? So let's look at why we get dopamine from these fast processed foods. Well, one of the reasons is they do make us, they give us that little hit, they give us that little hit. And often we're tired when we have them. So if you're tired and you eat, you're probably gonna feel better because you can't be feeling two things at once. So if you're tired, now you eat, you're eating, that's more pleasurable than feeling tired. Just like if you're anxious, now you're eating, that's more pleasurable than feeling anxious. <laughs> so you've got to consider that. What could we do instead of that? Well, one of the reasons is, one of the things is convenience. Can we make something more convenient to grab? For example, I could say that, okay, I'm gonna have pre-cut things around me in the office. I'm gonna take, a, I don't know, yogurt, berries, whatever. Make something convenient. So we get a dopamine hit from saving the time at the very least. Then you've got the exercise side of things. I speak to people who say, yeah, I've stopped eating in the evening so much because I exercise in the evening. I don't like exercising in the evening, but I enjoy not kind of having those urges, binges, and I'm, I'm feeling more in control in the evening now, which then allows me to lose weight, get fitter, I'm more mobile now, more flexible now, I'm stronger now, I've into a routine now, and this is just what I'm doing, this is working. So that's where we need to consider the issue of dopamine and convenience as well as low carb fasting why it's not always about what you do but actually is it is it abiding by the principle of calories in calories out is it fitting your lifestyle and even if you are using that low carb use the fasting use them if that's working for you and know you can deviate and be flexible providing that you abide by the rules of calories in calories out so it could be that a few days you just don't follow those so strictly you create your own version for example i spoke to someone the other day and they were like I just feel better on lower carb, like, as do I actually. Lower carb, more energy levels are better. Great, perfect. But this weekend I'm doing this and this and this. Great, if you really wanted to, you can just choose to enjoy yourself and be okay with that. It might slow down your progress, but that's why you're doing it, right? Those social events, time with family. Or you could just say, you know, I'm gonna increase my carbohydrate intake a little bit, but I'll probably just try and lower my fat intake on a few days prior to that. And that'll just help coincide with the calories of it. If you really wanted to, or just take it for what it is, choose the choice, make the choices you want to make, just get back to normal on the Monday, 
And guess what? You'll probably do a lot better than normal, which would be, oh, I've had a rubbish week. Oh, I'll just start again sometime. I just can't get back to it because I've fallen off. And then we focus on falling off rather than just going, I'm just going to get back to it right now in this moment because that's all that exists. Anyway, I hope that helps. Any questions, as always, let me know. Have an awesome Wednesday. And any questions on that, just comment below and I'll see you soon. Take care.